Hello, and welcome to the ArtCast. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh my god, that shot is way too thick. Yeah. You, you want me to finish it? I'm taking mine in too. Okay. Okay. Okay, so this is ArtCast number four. Special host is Oscar. Uh, co-host is Dylan too. Uh, we'll be... Our guest will be uh, Brooke. We'll be talking to Brooke. Hello. Hello. Uh, disenchanted Charms. The disenchanted That's Charms, me. indeed. Do you consider that your name? Your, your pseudonym? I don't know. If, I made that up like four years ago. I don't know if it... I mean, I like it, but I don't know. if It always feels weird when I get packages in the mail and it says Disenchanted Charms. So, so it is know. your name. It's your... It is business title do you pay taxes a lot now uh no not yet i mean oh, yes. we gotta cut this out <laughs> <laughs> the irs is gonna see this i also don't have an llc so not yet not yet it's too much legal trouble yeah, with all that shit it's it's you know baby steps baby, baby steps. steps maybe one day i'll get there but yeah not now <laughs> so um we just jumped right into the thick of it with how artists pay taxes. I believe I the cutoff. Taxes. There's a monetary. Yeah, six hundred dollars or twelve hundred dollars. If you make more than that in a year, you have to pay taxes. I thought it was much more than that. I thought it was a few thousand. Oh, that that would I be. I think it's amazing. over a thousand. Oh, that's great. I think it I heard be it as like, much as like five thousand. Oh, okay then. You don't have nothing to worry about. Hi, you know I'm not making that much, bro. <laughs> okay, <right. laughs> you got a point. I'm sorry. I mean, well, how, I how, haven't this year. How's yet? Yeah, because it started. How's Etsy treating you? Um. Well, so I had a really good year, and then I fell off the face of the earth for a year, and then so I'm kind of starting from scratch. Um. So like, not that great right now, but. You know, Etsy is a weird company, don't they? Aren't yeah, they, they owned by? There's they're part of a much bigger conglomeration now. Or I heard that Etsy bought some other famous thing. Yeah, I don't know who owns Etsy, but they take like thirty percent of whatever you make. So, say you sell something for like a hundred dollars, they get thirty percent of it. Well, if, it compared sucks. to. Uh, the art world, galleries take 50% usually. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's so crazy. Etsy's your gallery owner, and they're being slightly more they're generous. They're greedy is what they are. But that I is mean, a lot for something that's basically just a hosting platform for yeah, craft. It, it's, it's, you're kind of paying for like being like on Etsy's algorithm. So, like, if you just have your own website, then you're trying to, like, gain all these views and traffic just from, like, your own, say, like, advertising, like, Instagram or uh, TikTok. But, I don't know. If you can't really get that many views on, like, any of those places, like, how are you going to gain the traffic that you need to sell on your own website? You got a point there. So, if you use Etsy, you can use, like, Tags, you can use keywords, um, and people can find that if they just like type something in. So you have that, but they take like thirty <laughs> percent. Okay, let's just let's just go back because I, I I kind of uh, apologize for just jumping like there. Oh, that's okay. Like, we had to start like somewhere. not 
assuming that you can swim and just throwing into the ocean. I can swim good. Yeah. Better than me. I can just float. Um, okay. So how'd you get into art? Hmm. Good question. Good question. <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I've kind of done like all the art forms when I was like a little kid. Um, my uncle was like babysitting my siblings and I, and they were, well, both of my uncles are artists, but um, he got us into like drawing and like using pens and like pencils and stuff. So we were just like drawing all the time. And then we also had like art classes in school. So I was in art classes and I always felt like I was pretty good at it. So I just kind of was like, this is my thing. Yeah. So, like, from a very early age, I was, like, drawing, painting. I was just always kind of, like, a creative person. So explain this to me, because you started collaborating with Dylan years ago, doing oil on canvas, right? Yeah. So how was that? How was your transition from pencils and that to oil on canvas? Um, I mean, it it just kind of came naturally. Um, I went to art school. I'm an art school dropout. Um... And I started, like, painting and using, like, oil and watercolor and stuff like that. Um, But I initially went to school for photography. Um, So I was, like, really big into, like, drawing and stuff when I was, like, a, I don't know, like, 10 or something. And then I kind of, like, didn't do much art for a while. And then I was, like, super into photography when I was, like, I think I got my first, like, DSLR when I was maybe 14, something, like beginning of high school. Um, you still do a lot of photography to take pictures of your yeah. recent work. Photography is one of those skills I feel like is very useful for your entire life. Yeah, definitely. I don't know about you, but I miss the smell, the uh, the chemical smells of processing film. Yeah. I miss it. Yeah. yeah and that's a weird smell. It is. But Did you I, do darkroom photography? Yeah, I black and white, that. back in the community college era. I miss it, but it's just an expensive hobby. It is. Such an expensive hobby. Yeah. I mean, And if I had the space, I would do it again. Maybe make my own darkroom, but I don't have the space for it. I think you can just take the photos and get them developed. Yeah. Like you can go to Central Camera downtown. Downtown, yeah. Robert Robert was also into it. He recommended that place too. Yeah. The, like... Community dark room or something. Yeah. You pay a, mem- a membership and you get to use their facilities. Yeah. It's funny to me how photography, film photography, has become so uh, like photographers, professional photographers, unanimously are like, that's a waste of time and effort. <laughs> and everyone just uses digital, unless you're in this niche, niche where you want to use the film thing. Yeah. But, and I don't know much about the photography world. I know a lot of. People still do film, darkroom well, stuff. People are doing now that are in the photography thing, uh, they're doing the Civil War style of photography where they use the glass. Mm, and, that's cool. And the lighting is super intense. Uh, but, you know, uh, there was a recent uh, portrait of Questlove doing that. It's on his Instagram, so... Is it like on a, a metal plate, like yes. a tin type? Or yes, a tin like type. Like a daguerreotype? Yeah. Yes. That, All those. That is. That's another early. It's like, like one of the very century. first like forms of photography, yeah. I believe. You, you can see his warts and everything, all the, all the acne scars and everything. 
the ultraviolet behind the skin. That so kind of beautiful. Jazz. It's very detailed. I yeah. would have thought it'd be a little more blurry. No, yeah. it's super detailed. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay, so you got into photography, um, and and it, it explain to me how you fell or started to enjoy uh, oil on canvas. Um. Well, I was in community college and I was taking a photography course. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't even know if you this to, is IUN is a community college. I think so. It's it's, a it's not like a year, private college. It's a four-year school. Community means two years generally. Oh, uh, I see. I don't know. I just was there for, you know, because I thought I had to be. And then I was like Indiana University Northwest, Gary, Indiana. Gary, Shout comma, out to I a great am. art program. Go Region Rats. <laughs> Go Region Region rats. Yeah, it's called re- uh, well, like Northwest Indiana. People call it the region, uh-huh. and then like people consider themselves like region rats, which is like way to like make yourself just sound like trash. Hey man, I don't know. Trash. Gotta love your culture, I guess. I love Indiana. <laughs> no, I'm not even from Indiana. I'm from Lansing, Illinois. But I mean, Lansing, Illinois. That's I've lived nice. in. I moved to Indiana when I was like a freshman in high school. Isn't it interesting that you just drive an hour away from Chicago and it's boom. Completely different. Confederate land. Literally. <laughs> Literally. It's it, I go to like where my parents live to like cast my jewelry and stuff and I just like drive around and I see like Trump flags everywhere and I'm just like give up the dream, bro. Like it's never going to happen. <laughs> Give it up. Indiana is still a northern-ish state. Yeah. It's not. But are there people who fly Confederate flags in Indiana? Well, if you go, like, further south, like, so where they live, they're in Hammond, Indiana. Technically, it's, like, basically just Chicago, like, just a suburb of Chicago, but technically in Indiana. So why'd you move away from photography and towards more handmade arts I don't know. I kind of like, I've always been this way is like, I just kind of jump from hobby to hobby. So I was really into um, photography. And then I was really into like visual art. So I was like drawing and painting a lot. And then I I just kind of felt like limited because I I dropped out and I didn't really learn like all the, you know, the rules and like how to draw things lifelike and I don't know. I kind I just felt like limited, so I was like, I want to make something that's like visual, but also like. I, I mean, I don't even really know what made me initially make jewelry, but, I mean, I I had with friends like made beaded jewelry. Um, that was kind of just like a fun little thing, like friendship bracelets. Um, you hang out with your friends, you make necklaces, bracelets, all that shit. Do you think braiding hair helped with your jewelry? I suck at braiding hair. Oh. <laughs> I only I can't French braid. I can't. I can fishtail braid if I watch a video, but I can't do French braid. So I don't know. Okay. Maybe that was just a silly question of me. And that's fair. <laughs> um, do girls do that ever? Braid each braid, other's hair? No. <laughs> Well, that okay, that's a, actually not true because stereotype. I've braided my coworker's hair. Um, <laughs> but, like, we don't, like, hang out and, like, braid each other's hair. It's, like, really, if you're, like, At say... Be, well, making coffee is like, oh, let me braid your hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Hold on for a sir with your cappuccino. We're busy. 
Yeah, don't you see I'm doing something right now? Um, but Oh, your hair's so silky. Yeah, it's very romantic, very sensual. Um, you should you should braid his hair. I don't know how Later to... later is it. I don't think it's I've long enough. I tried to teach you yet. how to braid my hair. I know and I remember it's pretty easy. Tr- I got it's sort of down at one point, but my braids are very sloppy and not worth keeping in your hair. It's okay. I mean, it's fine. Just be gentle. Just be gentle with him. That's all he asks. He's very sensitive. Look at Thank him. You, Brett. Are you going to keep growing so out your hair till it's uh, I don't know shoulder length? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe neck length. Have I ever seen you with like this long hair? No. No. Have you ever had it? Maybe up to here. Maybe like around like, so where you're at now like maybe three more inches and that's it um <laughs> so before we start talking about jewelry because that's the reason you are who you are um i've seen <laughs> no other not the reason but one, one of the one of the many uh, multitudes that you contain uh, <laughs> i see what you did there beautiful thank, thank you, you. <laughs> um Seeing some of your artwork, uh, it's really abstract. And when yeah. you collaborated with Dylan, I, I, it was a really nice like salt and pepper vibe. You know, the yeah. yin and the yang, because he does a lot of detail stuff. Millie so, and Vanilli. Yes. Who's who? Am I Millie or are you Vanilli? Yeah. <laughs> they both suck. They were lip syncing and fake. Oh, well, we're, uh, we're I hope oil both of you don't kill each other either. Did they kill each other? They, they committed suicide afterwards. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, I think one of them did. I think the other one did too. I'm not sure. I know one of them did for You're sure. You're not thinking of Bonnie and Clyde? <laughs> no, I'm pop, thinking. Are you thinking artists, of Hugh right? Honey and Vic yeah. Vinegar? I don't know. Girl, the you know story. it's true. That one's done. I didn't even know yeah. the name of their song. I only know them as like a punchline yeah. of pop culture. And <laughs> sorry, go on. <laughs> so, so how how when you first interacted and collaborated with it, how was that experience doing the abstract versus the the maximalism, <laughs> hard to define Dylan Robbie's artwork. Yeah. Art. Well, I mean, Brooke, you answer that, but I have my own take on this too. But I mean, it was I'll follow with. Okay. I mean, it was really cool because, like, I mean, I can't paint that shit. I don't have the technical expertise. Um, so I was kind of just giving my like stream of consciousness, which I'm big into. And it was nice for him to like add some, you know some actual imagery instead of just a bunch of squiggles and lines. Okay. Well, I'm going to lean forward for this because i got to unload some information. Oh, my God. What are you going to say? <laughs> I'm glad you're talking about those collaborations because I love those paintings, but yeah. I feel like I don't think I've ever even, neither of us have posted them on Instagram or anything. They're I just uh, did. on my website and Oscar's seen them. And have you seen Your them? website, too. Brooke Butler, brookbutler.space. I haven't updated that or in like forever. I know. But anyway, what I was going to say is that we we both did abstract and representational stuff in those paintings. Some of the most like clear imagery was drawn by Brooke, like uh, a hand pointing at something or a clock or a, a cow stomach <laughs> or a cow, a cow leg. leg. Yeah. <laughs> and then like... Uh, and then some of the more abstract stuff was drawn by me. We kind of went back and forth. Yeah. Um, but why I got so excited is because I think Brooke is a, a kindred soul to me who also likes just zoning out and like painting whatever yeah. makes you happy. Yeah. I think all artists do that to some degree, but the fact that you can like 
go between abstract and representational with yeah. the same looseness as I, I strive to do. I don't always do it because I get too wrapped up in the details, but uh, I think that's why we collaborated well on those. Yeah, def yeah, definitely. Do you do that when you're drawing and painting, Oscar? Do you just like paint whatever comes to mind, or, or do you try to have an idea in mind first? It's, sometimes it's a thought that comes into mind and try to draw it. Like I wish I had the skills to manipulate what's in my brain to put it out there, but it's it's a progress. Um, it is. I, I can tell just from talking to you about art and seeing the art you've made that you you for you the idea tends to come first. Yeah. You're like I have a some an image I'm I can't help but I can't keep in anymore. I want to. You're compelled. It. Yeah. Yes. But this um, is not about me. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's about all of us, <laughs> in a way. Uh, this is the first three-person podcast. Yeah. It is a different vibe. If we can break the fourth wall for a minute, we're on a podcast right now. What? And <laughs> when there's three people, I've gotten really comfortable with the two-person format. We can we bounce off each other. But the third person. Easily. When you have a third person, you got to like wait your turn. you got to pick your moment to, to jump in. Yeah, it's not as much as it's, it's like it's a, different. Less of a tennis match and more of a dodgeball match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who's winning? Uh, well, I don't know. I suck Ooh. at dodgeball. Well, it seems like you're 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 still surviving, so you're not losing. You guys haven't hit me yeah. in the the head with a dodgeball yet. <laughs> well, it was getting a little bit heavy or or intense in the beginning when we were talking about Etsy, so. It's a good thing that, that we was fun. Back. We should talk more about it. Oh, we will. Later, we should. Maybe. We should lighten the mood. And I have a question to ask you guys. Okay, go ahead. Do it. Um, if you were a uh, bread, what kind of bread would you be? French. Because of that French broad. Oh no, no, no! For context here, people don't know what I'm talking about. When you they say don't French need to broad. know. Oscar came uh, limping in here today, yeah. talking about his French French customs. Interrogation. <laughs> Which sounds like the most exchange. exciting story ever told on this podcast. <laughs> but um, do you want to do you want to repeat it no, for no, the viewers? Uh, okay, we that might be a good story. Uh, share. I am not a good storyteller. Um, story so you know when when I went to France, you know you go to customs and there was this French you know uh, customs person, really beautiful looking female femme. Blonde hair. I was making the compliments like it looked like you, but with you know with blonde hair and everything, and like she was giving me attitude because she saw that my passport was U.S. passport. She was asking me questions, and then when she turned the page and it said that the birthplace was Mexico, her attitude changed completely. Like, oh, are you from Mexico? She was like, oh, thank God you're not one of those stupid Americans. Yeah, and like. And then she started speaking to me in Spanish, like, Bienvenido a Francia. And I'm like, oh, gracias. And then all that stuff is like, Que tenga buen día. And I was like, oh, tú también. Like, that was it. Like, she changed her attitude. Like, I made her day. So, so it was really nice. French or Spanish? She was French. But the she French just spoke and Spanish fluent. are very similar yeah. languages. Yeah. Like, the French has at least, they at least speak two to three languages. I made a joke to a friend of mine at that time. A dumb European is a European that speaks only one language. <laughs> Damn, I'm a dumb American. Good joke. <laughs> well, it's different for Americans. You can be a, a relatively intelligent American. Like me. <laughs> and still not give a shit about the rest of the world. It doesn't make you a good person. But we're not... <laughs> I already sound like the most 
red state you asshole. Like an American. I mean, you're, you're no Joe Rogan, buddy. <laughs> you know a little bit of Thai. Yeah. Few words. Uh, Sawaidi. 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 Uh, P plus. Sawaidi. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. I know that one. <laughs> Um, Your mom's gonna be like, "Oh, <laughs> I'm so proud of him." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she watches these. Or she will be incredibly disappointed. them, which is great. I'm glad <laughs> she I, makes up sixty uh, percent of our views on YouTube. I wonder no, what I'm her favorite. <laughs> I wonder what her favorite episode. Probably is. the Bob Dylan one. Dylan's namesake, Bob Dylan. I thought she would hate that one. Or or my segment where I uh, I thought that maybe Bob Dylan was the reason she spoke English. <laughs> <laughs> she did text me to offer a clarification on that. That no, I was learning English before Bob. I heard Bob Dylan, or like it wasn't the reason she got into him to learn English. But maybe you're, I feel like you might be right because his lyrics are very uh, English. Clear and concise. <laughs> they're very English, yeah. and they're yeah, they're clear. They're, he enunciates the words very clearly, and they're they're just like poetry, and but also prose at the same time. Um, Did he use any reverb on his voice, or is that just like very maybe for Nashville skyline? Yeah, well, in, in certain eras. The <laughs> Beautiful. Dude, I don't like the sound of that album and his singing, though. From that one and uh, what's the other one? Train in Vain? No, 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 not Train in Vain. Slow Train Coming? No, not that one. On National Skyline? Tangle Sky Up in Blue. Tangle Up in Blue, that album. Oh. Blood on the Tracks. Blood on the Tracks. You think there's... Yeah, there's... <laughs> but that's mid-70s. Lady, lady. <laughs> mid-70s th- was like dry city for production. They didn't use yeah. hardly any reverb, at least on drums and instruments, probably a bit on vocals. Unless you put Cashmere by Led Zeppelin. Did that have reverb? It sounds like a lot. It's like reverb town. Know. Yeah. And, uh, but it's real reverb. It's not some effect. You had a point there. They would put the drum set in a stairwell or something and really get some echo. Those were the days. We should, Hell uh, you. <laughs> we should get into but, that. But what kind of French, what kind of bread would you guys be? Oh yeah, what kind of bread would you be? sourdough that's good bread Thanks. this started because i was like in the kitchen at my um family's house and I, I i i don't know what what came over me but i just asked my dad i was like if lucy our dog if lucy was a loaf of bread what kind of bread would she be and he was like i feel like a marbled rye and then i i don't know why i just you were talking about something earlier today and i was it reminded me of Okay. Oh, potatoes. You were talking about potatoes. But, but you didn't answer your bread question. You just oh. answered Lucy's question. I think I I'd be a focaccia. Focaccia. That's a good one. That's a good one. I don't even know what a focaccia bread is. It's got bubbles. I was going to say, does it have cheese as well or no? I don't know. It probably could. It probably could. It probably could. But not by definition. Gotcha. I just all cheese focaccias are focaccias, but all focaccias are not cheese focaccias. Correct. Uh, Maybe I should ask you what kind of cheese would you would you be? I don't know. Would you be? No, let's not ask no, anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> what would you let's, be? Let's, 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 <laughs> we'll we'll do that halfway. I'm just going to cut this off now. This is my interview now. <laughs> so, or to discuss about no, your do. art practice. We do. I want to talk about cheese. Brooke, <laughs> in what ways did Dylan? What 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 did Dylan te- taught you and continues to teach you, and during your art hmm. life? 
That's awfully patriarchal of you to insinuate that I would teach Brooke something. Yeah, uh, what about no, no, me no, 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 teaching no. him? Brooke teaches me. That's that yeah, was my ask question. Him what I, I was teach. gonna I was gonna ask him that right, when you were done. Do it. Brooke I'm doing <laughs> <laughs> What has Brooke taught you and continues continues to teach you during your life and our life? So, like, we can get art-wise, and then if you want to, we can get personal, because, you know, you two are, you know, a happily, happily in a relationship. I was going to start with a more life lesson thing, actually, because okay. okay. the art... Oh, sorry, sorry for uh, lesson blocking you there. <laughs> well, yeah, art's weird. I don't, I don't even, like, I try not to think too much about art and just... Do it. <laughs> well, you have an art podcast about art. <laughs> and is... But anyways, yeah. I know, but it, it ties in. I think life and art should be intertwined if you're you're doing them right. <laughs> and Brooke, I think you have a very good way of, of being. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get stressed about things. You do, but in a way that I think uh, is realistic <laughs> and... You've shown me that uh, it's okay to be more comfortable existing and that not everything has to be like a uh, total paranoia-filled <laughs> manic episode. <laughs> so yeah. that extends to art well because you have to, like a little neur neuroses helps you even like have the drive to to want to make stuff. but And be better. And be better, Yeah. But it's a balance, and I definitely have times when I, I go too far on the uh, paranoid, neurotic side. Then you you leveled me out, or like just showed me a I'm way like, to. Hey, bro, it not ain't that deep. That. Yeah, you don't get like freaked out about interactions you have with strangers in this in the world, and no, the way I, I do. I, I used to care what people like thought about me, but then like I don't know, my first like service industry job kind of made me like ditch that real fast because i was like i can't i can't please everyone and i, I want to just like be who i am and not give a shit like what other people think and i want to have fun so you know my my hypothesis of this also is also that you like moved around so much growing up to different houses different like different towns even in the area that you had yeah. to like adapt to new friends at school new yeah i've had people. to adapt and like change friends and houses so much that like you know i'm good with change yes and you may be good with change but doing that alone is really courageous of you i mean you obviously you have to face the reality face the music but sometimes it sucks to be strong. It's draining all the time. Oh, hell yeah. So with that, in that context of what I'm talking about in that experience, do you see, do you use your art as a way to liberate yourself in that? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I mean, I was kind of a very depressed child. Well, maybe early teens, because, like, I don't know. Um, I had kind of a rough, like... I don't know if I'd say upbringing, but maybe adolescence, kind of a rough adolescence. Had some, had kind of had some some crazy stuff happen to me. So, I mean, I just have a lot of stuff I'm trying to like, I don't know, work through and 
I find like comfort in like kind of not thinking about anything and just like doing what I want to do, um, like zoning out and carving some wax. So sorry if I'm being too intense here. No. So we can we can pull it back if you want. So uh, would you say that your trauma is your biggest inspiration of doing your art? Probably. I mean, it's, it's probably what drove me to do it in the first place. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it's like a big thing that like I write about when I write songs. Um, big part of like me drawing when I was like a little kid, big part of like what I was trying to express when I was into photography. I was like 14 and I was just dealing with all this shit. And I was like, the only way I can really get it out, because I've never been good at like talking about my feelings or like even expressing my wants or needs or just communicating in general. It takes time, man. It takes time. I'm still I learning. I think it's, yeah, it's going to be a life lesson. Yeah. You know, it's going to take a lifetime to learn that. Yeah. And heck, maybe even our deathbeds are like, oh, I could have done that better. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure that's what people who have the luxury of anticipating their imminent demise get to think about <laughs> yeah. all their regrets. <laughs> True. So I've heard people are like, ah, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that or should have done this or whatever. I don't think that's, I'll have regrets. Uh, that's what I'm saying. You're very at peace with existence in a way that... Yeah, because I, I just I do what I want admirable. when I want. I know what I want and I want it now. It's a big 90s song. I don't know that one, but your last question made me have a question because you said like how art, how does art, uh, is your, trauma. yeah, I forgot how you phrased it, but is your art like an outlet for your trauma or something or um, I kind of get how that applies to just the act of making something like it's a place where you can almost have a meditative state and I think for me a big part of it is after you've done something you really like that that feeling of pride it's like a high it feels really good yeah I was talking to my coworker of mine he happens to be Mexican as well and we were talking about what kind of job we would like to have <laughs> sorry this sounds such a stereotype whatever. <laughs> but, but, whatever like he would like a dream job that he would like to have and he told me that one thing he would like to do is Again, this is where the the stereotype comes from. He would like to be in construction if he wants to because he gets, for the lack of a better word, because my vocabulary is not good compared to you two, he gets off by by saying like, oh, at the end of the day, I did that. That wasn't there in this morning. Yeah. And it feels like a, a form of accomplishment. You know? Totally. Yeah. So do, do you guys have that form of satisfaction after afterwards done you were thinking to yourself oh, yeah. wow that, i didn't do this two hours ago now look at it i think yeah. that's universal and that's what drives humans to get up in the morning and and go to work and do things just like seeking that feeling of pride um, in, in something you've made I, ideally if you have the luxury of doing having a job that can provide that for you which a lot of people don't mm-hmm. um but that's why you have hobbies and you try to find other ways to access that feeling. Uh, I, I was going to ask, though, if uh, making jewelry specifically has a different type of outlet based on your ex- life experience versus... like I understand the psychology of making paintings. I've thought a lot about it. Like You're kind of telling stories and 
expressing yourself with an image, but jewelry is unique in the art forms because it's it's wearable. It's it's like this precious one of a kind item if it's if it's handmade and singular and not like some mass produced thing from from Claire's or something. Like you somebody devoted a lot of time and, and attention into making that thing. Yeah. And it's a it's already a valuable substance if it's using a natural gem or crystal or something. Um, I'm just wondering if the, how does that relate to trauma? <laughs> um, well, I mean, I don't think it's a, like I'm not using it to like deal with my trauma. It's it's more so like a natural evolution. So it's like I was I was doing photography to when I was like the most I guess impressionable and depressed and in my teen years. Um, but then I kind of ventured into painting and drawing and then I was like okay this is cool and I also felt the same way where you just kind of like zone out and like just let whatever you're feeling out on like a a piece of paper or like you know a canvas or something um and then I I just kind of felt like I was I I wasn't creating what I wanted to and I didn't really have the means or like the knowledge to like progress and kind of like uh, like up my game and I didn't really know how to teach myself and I didn't want to go back to school and then I was like seeing I, I, I guess maybe I was like inspired by stuff I saw on Instagram or something because I can't I kind of can't remember because it was like seven years ago I started making like the first jewelry like first phase of my jewelry do you journey. still have your first piece of jewelry? No, I sold all of, like, I, I've sold, like, a lot of stuff over the years. Like, Congratulations. Thank you. So I was making, like, beaded jewelry, and then I was using, um, like, crystals and stuff and, like, copper tape and solder, and you could kind of make, like, just, like, it looks silver, but it's it's definitely lead-based and not, like, it's a little bit limiting, like you couldn't do that much with it, so I kind of just felt like, okay, there's nowhere for me to go, and up my game from here. So then I saw that you could use copper and you could make like very organic shapes, very like abstract things. Like you could really do more with that than what I was in, like originally doing. Um, and then eventually I got kind of over that because I wasn't even I I. I liked what I was making and I felt good about what I was making. Like I was proud of it, but I I didn't feel like compelled to wear it because it it didn't really like match my it was like my aesthetic and like something that I was proud of making, but it wasn't like my style. Like I wouldn't I probably wouldn't have bought it. Is that how you challenge yourself when you do jewelry like doing things that's not your style, your niche? No, I want to make I, well, that's why I got burnt out because I, I just felt like I was making it for someone else. Like I wasn't making it for me, you know. And I feel like once you can really like let go and just make stuff for you, like that's when like the true, like real stuff comes out. Like you're being yourself. You're on a like authentically and unapologetically yourself. But what gave you that thought in your head? What do you mean, like, um, like doing art not for you that you have to do it for someone else? Was it your 
clientele base? Was it Etsy? What What is it that pressured you to make art that did not satisfy you because it wasn't your art? Well, I, I for a while I was like into it. Like I was thinking that that's who I was and that's what I wanted. But then like I just kind of, you know, you change. I was in my early 20s and I didn't, I mean, I knew who I was, but you know, I didn't, I don't know, maybe my taste just changed. I, I, I'm not really sure. I would but. say you're also were, I don't want to use the word limited because you really mastered that, like the copper forming and even before that solder based jewelry. You were just like stepping through these different techniques, learning, yeah. learning how to use them and doing your aesthetic in each thing. But you yeah, just it was always true to me. But yeah, you got tired of it, or you just you you saw other stuff, other techniques you wanted to make, so you yeah. sort of left those behind. Yeah. That's something I find interesting that you you haven't yet gone back to copper or. Uh, you, you don't really have a reason to use the solder again because you're using real silver yeah. now. But do you think you'd ever return to copper just for aesthetic reasons? Yeah, I mean, there's like certain things. Like I was even thinking about like making some copper stuff again. Um, but I don't know. I've just kind of I, I kind of get like laser focused on things. So I've kind of just been like really trying to get good at what I'm currently trying to learn. And it's been, like, a year of trying to, like, teach myself how to do this stuff. And I feel like just in, like, the past, like, two months or something, I've really, like, figured it out. Will you ever fool around with gold? You know, I, I do want to, but it's just, it's so expensive. And I'm not really sure because, there, well, like, if you were to make what I'm making solid gold, like, I'm using an ounce of silver, which is, like, $25 an ounce, for like one piece and like an ounce of gold is like I don't even know because <laughs> it, it changes every day there's like a market price for it what is it roughly I don't even how much I think it's ounce? like over $300 maybe five yeah it's like very expensive so it's like you you know there's <clears throat> the different carrots mm -hmm. there's like 18 carat there's 14 carat and then each um I'm not exactly sure what you mix the gold with to, so there's solid gold, which I think is like 24 karat. Is it silver? Do they? Mix I don't know it what it's mixed with. I, it must be, but to make something solid gold is like, like crazy. It's like the same question: What makes chocolate white? What makes white chocolate white? It's like the cocoa butter. Entitlement. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The privilege. The privilege. <laughs> There you go. Because <laughs> there's something about your copper pieces. They they maybe because you were building copper off of these uh, organic forms like twigs and vines and yeah, that's like some of my favorite stuff. Yeah, there's just something about it that this like I don't think silver can ever look like that because it has to be molded and cast and it, it's more artificial in a way. Yeah, but you can like mimic that type of things. But that's yeah. like the hardest part is trying to like teach yourself how to how to carve things um, because I, I was, I'm not a sculptor. Like I never but learned. It's, but it's kind of like sculpting a bit. I yeah. Mean, it's abstract sculpting. Right? Yeah. And right. that's, and that's like kind of mm -hmm. like all my art forms are kind of like meeting in the middle. Cause like I'm doing a lot of photography to like take photos of my jewelry. I'm using like abstract art 
from like my drawing and painting and stuff to like draw inspiration for like designs and stuff. So yeah, it it just kind of feels like, you know, a natural evolution of like I'm just following my interests and like mm. my inspirations. Your intuition, like, your soul. Yeah, my intuition. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to bring up something I forgot. This is what happens when you get old. You have a question and then it just goes off. It just happens when you're ditzy. Yeah, tipsy too. Can we normalize being in your early to mid 50s and forgetting things? Yeah. yeah you're in your 30s, bitch. No, we're, no, he's, he's, he's around there. I said that because Oscar likes to perpetuate the Yeah, because you're like 47 uh, years old. Yeah, 61. How old are you? You're like 35? 62. Okay. <laughs> but okay, you yeah. Saying? You're doing now, great. Now we remember. Thank you. I don't know, man. I got this ankle problem. It's hurting. So I wanted to ask you this because like, it just popped in my head. Um, the clientele that you have, what what region is the most popular that you get a lot? I get a lot of stuff in the U.S. and Canada, but I've also shipped to like, um, done Russia, China. Japan, Australia. How, how how was how did you react when you got a order from Japan? Did you get excited? Did it's you get cool because it's like damn, like these like this person is like halfway across the the earth and like they somehow they found me. You. They found me, so it, it feels really special. Like one of the Dude, first reviews cool. I got on Etsy was from this girl. I think I sent her one of my like like soldered silver necklaces. It was like a black kyanite um, necklace. And I think she, I think I sent it to China and she left this like really nice review. And every time I send something, I get this like really big like worry that it's going to like break or it's going to just like not live up to their expectations or like I'm charging too much and the quality isn't Because in the end it's out of your hands. Because you it's out of my hands. Like, I don't know what's going to happen to it, like, you know, when you're wearing it, or I can't really control that, like, but it it gives me a lot of anxiety, but she wrote me, like, the nicest review. Is she on the one Etsy. who also did a drawing Yeah, she of did, it? like, a drawing of it. Aww. And she posted Aww. it in the Etsy review. Yeah. We'll definitely include an image of that. Yeah, Aww, that's it was adorable. so sweet. Aww. But so what's the most popular area in the U.S.? Is it Arizona? No. <laughs> um, I don't know. I haven't looked in a while. Um, but before it was like California. Okay. All right. You were close. What is it about the the West <laughs> I don't Coast? Know. They and got the money Southwest. over there, I guess. Yeah. Or they just like crystals and Oh yeah, hippie shit. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to make shit I like. And you're doing I'm, it. I'm you're tired doing of it. making stuff cuz I would literally just make a bunch of copper stuff and like I I find it like cool and beautiful and like I was proud of what I was making but it would literally just sit until I sold it you know so I wasn't like compelled to wear it whereas like now I'm making I I like wearing silver jewelry so I just wear it until I sell it let's go back about depression because um, <laughs> uh, I spoke with an artist uh, a while back and she as an artist loves it when she's depressed oh yeah Bambo it's comfortable bamboozled me I found it really uncomfortable hearing that because she said when she's depressed she has her that's the best form of art she's ever made she gets in the zone 
like she might be hurt, but like she is like in a meditative state and doing that art, and she loves it, and she prefers mm-hmm. being in the depressed state compared to a happy state. Yeah. I myself, I when I'm depressed, like I don't want to do anything. So like hearing that is kind of inspiring because mm-hmm. you know some people have those that has that chemical brain to do things when they're in that depressive state. Yeah. So let me ask you too: What do you do in those situations? Because each each artist is different, right? That's true. I mean, do you want to start? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll just echo what you're saying, that I'm very impressed by your friend, that she can manage to do anything productive. But that's beautiful. That means art for her is something very cathartic and therapeutic. And I think every artist, you're blessed if you have that drive, but I don't know where it comes from. I, I certainly don't always have that. When I'm depressed, I'm like you. I, I don't. Like, I don't really, I'd rather just do some very self-soothing, mindless entertainment or something rather than, because art and creating takes a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. But I will say, like, general periods of my life that I felt pretty low and depressed were pretty prolific. And I look back on the stuff I made and I, I like a lot of it. So there is something to depression equaling better art. Is there a piece that pops in your head right now that you're talking about, for an example? That way we can put it right here. Uh, there's a bunch. <laughs> How about just two or three, or maybe two? Just it, one. Or one. I don't know. My first year of grad school was probably the, the worst year of my life in various ways. Was that 2014? And no, it was 2012 and mm. early 2013. Uh, but I, I actually, <laughs> I'm just contradicting what I just said, which is that a lot of that art had like very little effort put into it, was very slacker-ish because I just could barely pick up a paintbrush at times. So it's pretty bad art actually, but I think it was important for me to make. It was an important year. In like, you were getting it out. I was, and it helped me figure out what I wanted to do after. I'll I'll put some pictures in the video to explain. What this I'm means. sorry to make a bad joke on this, but was it your version of Bob Dylan's self-portrait? I there were a lot of portraits and self-portraits involved, so yes, I think that is something artists do when you're feeling depressed and introspective. Just set up a mirror and just why why do I feel no, like this? Let me paint myself. I'm talking about the album. Is it portrait or self-portrait? Self-portrait, that, yeah. that painting on the cover, right? No, but how that's the worst Bob Dylan album. But afterwards, oh. you know, he gets better or he gets back to his groove. Because <laughs> well, are you, are you, are you a, a, sorry, we're, we're going to talk to you soon. <laughs> 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 sorry. I don't uh, care. Because you're basically saying that stuff in that era is not the best you've done, but it's, you, it's you're, real bad. you're admitting it that afterwards you're getting better. Oh yeah, it was like it's like the the night is darkest before the dawn. I think oh, that shit. cliche is that Tom phrase. Is that so Dylan Thomas? Right? I don't know. I don't know. That's oh, no, Dylan that's Ray that. Buck- No, isn't that Donda West? <laughs> <laughs> I forget. I forget. Okay. Yes, up. <laughs> Okay. I don't. I don't know. It's 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 like a proverb or just some uh, cliche expression. Uh, but I think it applies to a lot of situations, including artistic growth. You have to really. There's even a cliche in art school, especially 
graduate school in studio art, which is this kind of recent phenomenon of the last 50, 60 years, like the MFA program for painting or photography or printmaking, any, any fine art. Now you get an MFA and that's, you spend two years basically breaking down your whole outlook on art and like faculty members are just telling you, you suck. You got to do all, you got to do this. Other people say, don't do that. Do this other thing. It's just a bunch of contradictions and a clusterfuck of opinions. And then you come out of that. If you even want to make art anymore after, after that, you, you, you emerge a better artist cause you've, you've broken yourself down. <laughs> At least that's the hope. But uh, for a lot of people, like they get an MFA and they, go work at uh, a tech company and never pick up an art paintbrush again or something. Okay. You know. Yeah. So, Brooke, what do you, do you enjoy being depressed? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Does it help your art? Does it make your art better? You know, um, I would say yes. I mean, I, I, I mean, it's so hard to say because, like, I think for the longest time from the age of, like, I don't know, 12, I would say I was probably depressed. And that's, like, when I was the most inspired to, like, start expressing myself in, like, some type of way. And, I mean, I haven't really stopped. Like, I've always wanted to express myself because I'm not good with my words. Like, I don't really... I've always been kind of, like, a reserved, like quiet shy person i mean i'm kind of loud like i speak loudly but like i'm not like the person to like start a conversation or like feel comfortable talking about myself like this is even weird like talking about myself in this way um you're doing great i was gonna say that (laughs) because i don't i don't know i just never i just assume people don't care so maybe that's why i've tried to like express myself in like ways that you know, I don't have to use my words. Uh, I think that's a good transition for this because uh, I do find a, a little bit odd that you said that you're not good with words when your band... You Our are, band. You, okay. <laughs> Our band. Um, uh, thank you. Uh, it's you're, you're the lyricist of that band and, and you your lyrics are really nice and really touching and profound. So that uh, so I don't I don't think you're bad with words. In fact, you think you're really good with words and that's my other question. Where mm. where do you get that inspiration? You mean like for lyrics? for writing? Yeah. Um honest, well th- I was going to segue into this was like saying that like Or both of you are the lyricists. He's really good. He's like written like a lot of really it's good lyrics. It's 50-50 so it's, far. It's 50-50. So you have like a bunch of songs and I have it's the yeah. new age Lennon McCartney, huh? Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. But definitely. the only difference, oh, never mind. You is that e- we're both not men. That <laughs> was gonna. You can edit this joke out. The only difference is that you, both of you do fuck. Oh my God! No, we do not. Because <laughs> there's there's a there's a, there's a rumor going on in the Lennon McCartney scene that, that they fuck that they fuck, but it's, it hasn't been confirmed. It's just a rumor mill. <laughs> I can see but, it. But but both of you has. They, I mean, obviously, we can assume you guys. Oscar, fuck. do not what be crass. We're saving we're ourselves. Saving ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just don't want to offend any of the of our Christian base <laughs> fan base. <laughs> You know what? I, what's a funny fact can, that you, reminds you me of? You can cut this out. No. You know, Bella, do, Don't you, cut that. do you watch, uh, are you watching The Last of Us on HBO? No, is it good? It is. 
very good. It's good if you've I played think the video if you've game? played the game. We've played the game, okay. and so we're into it. So have you? Has she played the game? Yeah. Okay. Does does Dylan go? Let's just imagine that you didn't play the game. Does Dylan go like, "Oh, that happened in the video game, <gasps> honey, uh, honey, that happened in the video game." So, did you see that? That happened in the video. If game. I was watching with you, if you <laughs> haven't played it, I probably would. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like we both know like what happened in the game, so we're not like saying like, "Hey, s- sweetheart." <laughs> Never call you sweetheart, um, but my dear little sweet little baby angel. Um, that happened Aww. in the game. Don't you Aww. remember that? That was so crazy, huh? Yeah. Um. No, I think we both I mean, just know when there's something happening. I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah. Maybe we should. Ooh, it's you Sunday. You like HBO. How oh, I love HBO. are you going to be here today? Because the new episode comes out tonight. We could like start. Like 8 o'clock? It's like uh, 8 o'clock, right? Is it, or is it already out? I don't I know. I think they, they premiere stuff at 7 or 8. Well, maybe we should yeah. watch the first episode. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah. I think you'll love it. Okay. I, I'm a big fan of Pedro Pascal, so. Yes. He is. Did you watch Mandalorian? Zaddy. Yeah, dude, dude. I couldn't. I couldn't get into it. We watched. Do you like find one him episode. fine? He is so fine. Dylan dude, does not. Dude, think I'm so. not a Star Wars guy, but the Mandalorian's amazing. I give, watched give, half of the first episode and thought this looks cheap. This doesn't look like. On the third episode, new, it gets better. Home. Okay. Okay, let's take a break here. Yeah, I actually have to as well. Okay. I was like debating, should we just finish this and stop? Or We're at 57 minutes. Oh, not bad, not bad. It's going yeah. by quick. <laughs> Are we going to pretend it's a different day? Are you gonna, can I make you change your clothes? I don't have any other clothes. You can That's wear some of mine. What do you have? <laughs> you can, I don't know, look through my options, my wardrobe. I might change pants. Okay. Do you have pants, or do you want to wear some? Well, what one of your pants? I'm a 34 inch waist. Oh shit, you're skinny. I'm you're, trying to. You're more to, than 34. I'm, uh, I, I dabble between 34 and 38, depending That's on four depending, inches. Depending on the brand. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'll buy 34 inch pants sometimes at the thrift store, thinking, "Oh, these are great. They'll fit me." And then I come home and they're way too tight. Yeah, and then but your crotch area just feels like it's bulging. <laughs> yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's not so much the crotch I have issues with. It's the waist the waistband. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I buy a pair of new Levi's off of Amazon or something. Thank you, Jeff Bezos. And uh, they fit me perfectly. So I don't know what the deal is with some of these other brands. Levi's always has my back with the 34-inch. Levi's are great, great jeans. Uh, are those your favorite jean brand? They're kind of my go-to just because I know how they their sizing works and I like their styles. For me, number one's Levi's and number two's Wrangler. I've had bad experiences buying Wranglers at again the thrift store. I'll buy thirty-four inch Wranglers and they don't fit. No, dude. There's different kinds of Wranglers too. Got your classic boot okay. cut. Got your straight leg. Got your flares. Got your flares. What kind of jeans are you wearing? I think they're Levi's. See, I have bad luck with Levi's. You do? They don't. Um, they don't have big enough uh, area for my hips and small enough waist. So oh. it's just kind of like if they fit over my hips, they're like really big in the waist. Oh, so they're, they're too intense. They're not hip huggers, huh? They're not hip huggers. No. Yeah. <laughs> I buy Abercrombie jeans. Abercrombie, okay. Um, for 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 high hips people like you, what what's the best brand? Abercrombie. Yeah, right uh, now, yeah. Okay, okay. Because they have like a line, it's called like the Curve Love. So it's like they allow more uh, area and like 
the hips and they're smaller in the waist. Ah. So ah. It, it's like better for like curvy people like that have like a more of like an hour waist or hourglass waist. Versus like straight, straight sizes and stuff. Well, what are your thoughts on Express? Um, I don't, I don't think I've ever bought anything because like I don't. I remember like going to the mall when I was a teen, but I, I didn't have money for Express. So. How about H H and M? Do you like or are you an H and M person or Forever Twenty One? I prefer H and M now. Now, because okay. they changed. I think they like kind of upped their game. They're like. They kind of um, change their sizing to stop being like for teenagers and actually be for women, which is good. Wow. Okay. Um, so going back on the lyrics. Oh yeah, we could talk about music a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Because we were talking about lyrics and we 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 dozed off on that with uh with copulation and everything else. Like, you know, gonna I was going to say nay, but since you're bit. doing it, yeah. Give me half of that since we'd be drinking more afterwards. Yeah. You mean next week? No, that's I said half. Or oh, are you gonna change outfits so that the you know, I don't know crowd so. doesn't know? I like to, I like and to who does if they know? Tequila. That's the right way to do it. Sipping it. I enjoy slurping. sipping all my alcohol now, even vodka, which I think Ew. is tastes pretty terrible, but. Or it just tastes like pure alcohol. Quick question, Dylan. How do you say water in Russian? I don't know. Vodka. <laughs> Good. That's not true, it, is it? No, it's true. No. It's it's crazy. Vodka means water in and Russian. And vodka also means vodka. Just like one time, my I did that in front of my cousin. He yelled at me on what, Mexico. What sipped it or slurped it? Slurped, no, chugged it. Like you know, I took a shot. He's like, "Dude, you're such an American." We know you're an American by doing that. Aww. You sip it. You take a good time and just sip you just it. savor it. I'm more Mexican savor. than you in that regard. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> All right, watch so it. Like not, not, the, not when I'm with him. I sip the stuff. Oh, peer yeah. pressure. And they're also one of the people. One of those people when they drink beer, they don't chug it. They take their time. They make they make that twelve ounce bottle last for an hour. Bartenders hate him. <laughs> probably I mean I would just hate that it would be like probably warm and flat by it's the like time a Jeopardy out. question why why do bartenders hate Mexicans <laughs> that just sounds extremely racist, racist. <laughs> what's your favorite beer for sentimental reasons uh, there's this Mexican beer called El Indio the Indian it's not that good but I like it but it, for sentimental okay. <laughs> reasons, I think it's sentimental because it was the first time I had a beer and I was 15 years mm. old. And it was really refreshing. It's one of those refreshing beers, not like hot beer. It's like yeah. kind of like a lager. Does it taste like, like a Modelo or Yeah, Corona I think it's better than Modelo and Corona. Do they sell it. it in the States? They, they do. They do. You just got to look for it. The Indian. El Indio, yeah. El yeah. Indio. Yeah, it's good. I like it. should look out for that. Yeah. It's like a. Now I'm gonna sound racist to you. Um, have you, you guys always that, sound racist? Have you noticed that Thai people love Heineken? My grandfather loved it, so I, that's the only example yeah. I can think of. Yeah, dude. Like you know, when why I was, is that? <laughs> I don't know. Lao people also love Heineken, and um, so that's the best connection Weird. I have with Elindio. It's kind of like the Mexican Heineken in a way, but with brown. It's like. It's more browner instead of clear. Hmm. Clear beer. Yeah, I wonder why 
I never thought about why Southeast Asians would like Heineken. Beats uh, me. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out one of these days. But going back to the lyrics, we totally yes. forgot. Well, you're uh, saying that so they're like 50 50. Yeah, it's 50 like, 50. Where's the inspiration and how did it go from there? Being because like, it's, to an argument, writing lyrics is a form of art. Yeah. And for me, that's the hardest art that I can produce. Yeah, when I used to be like a teenager trying to write songs for the first time, I thought I thought it was almost impossible to to write a a good song that doesn't like instantly make me cringe to to sing it to people. Until I realized that you you got to tap into that same part of your brain that you're using when you're like making an abstract painting yeah. or something. You just let it flow. You got to let it you. all go. Like you're uh, you're just yelling into a tape recorder. <laughs> Just like venting, but to a beat. So like make a song first, instrumental, and just like hit record, try to sing over it. And then uh, there's going to be a lot of trash in there. So you got to go through and and pick out parts that actually sound good. Yeah. Do you two get into fights with that? Like, no, this word is not good. No, No, that word's better. (laughs) Yeah, we almost got in a fight yesterday because I had a, a musical idea and opinion. And he was like, no the other way and I was like mm, I don't think it is that, but that wasn't lyrical it was yeah. more like whether to use this bass note or a different bass note over this line <laughs> but um, lyrically it's it's a collaboration because you'll do that singing freestyle thing and then I'll usually go through and like arrange it a bit I'll like copy this line and put it a yeah. couple more times for a chorus or something it, so yeah. it's very collaborative, but you're making all the raw material. Yeah, I do like the melodies and then like the lyrics for at least the songs that I write. But there's some songs that like I come up with the melody to and I'm like, I just can't come up with any words. So that's where he'll like give his input um, and he'll like do some lines. Like I think the probably the like best example of a collaboration between our lyrics would probably be Deep Program. Because, like, part yes. of that is me and part of that is you. And here's an example of that song. <laughs> wow. Wow, how amazing. We have a video of you playing Brooke's bass upside down in the attic. And oh, yeah. Brooke was just singing and yeah, dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never done that before. That, that, was, w- that was fun. I was drunk. Yeah, so, oh, so, that I drank was a, so much tequila. That was physically in a physically speaking uh intense day like at the end of the day my body was just <laughs> so bruised because we played like six songs and we played them all like three times yeah and, it and we talked about bjork for two hours before yeah yeah <laughs> what a day i think that was november 13th Something was like it that? i yeah. don't know i knew it was sometime in november yeah yeah um but regarding your lyrics, do you sometimes show these lyrics to your friend? Because I can I can see sometimes you and Kay have not similar vibes, but like there's a lot of things that I can see why you both of you are friends. Yeah, yeah. We we I mean we've been friends for like fourteen years. Yeah. <laughs> um, since we were well, I met her in sixth grade because it was like I was new to the school. Um, and I was coming in at sixth grade, and then we were friends ever since then. We didn't go to high school together, but we were like still friends outside of school. Um, 
So yeah, we have like she knows like everything about me. I know everything about her. So, and we have like a lot of like similarities and like our upbringing and you know just how we see the world and I see stuff like that. Um, so I mean, I don't I don't really like show her my lyrics per se, but I'm sure she like hears the songs because I don't want to like m- make people listen to my singing when they when they don't like want to because I wouldn't. I don't know. I mean, I my sister doesn't even like hearing me sing, so how dare she? <laughs> like she just thinks it, it's like awkward to like hear someone she knows sing. So I I kind of feel like. So does she hate Brett's playing? No, I, no, I don't. She doesn't feel what like a that. But you know, I don't want to like favorite. What I can tell, she's got a favorite. I feel like she the favorite. Honestly, probably doesn't even care about Brett's drumming either. No, she doesn't really. <laughs> she's care. kind of in her own world. Yeah, she's got her own thing. She's yeah. got her own interests. You know, she's not like. Hating Brett's trying or my, my singing, but you know I'm not gonna like force her to listen to it. Just like I'm not gonna make my like friends listen to my shit. Uh, so I was gonna say I thought you came from a musical background because you're a beautiful singer. Your okay. brother's a great drummer. Yeah. yeah. So just where did it where did it all hit? Where did all where did it where did the seed happen and where did it bl- bl- uh, blossom? Where did it blossom? Uh, yeah. so I was about to say bosom. Their mom's a nice singer. <laughs> yeah, too. my mom's she, a good she's singer. She's got a good voice. All my siblings <laughs> are like, at least like, can hold a tune. You know, McGuire recently, my youngest brother. Oh yeah, I've heard him sing recently. He's like that a, surprised yeah, me. Yeah, I wasn't like I didn't know because I've never really heard him sing. But like I heard him singing recently, and I was like, McGuire, you can sing. Can Can you imitate his voice? Can you sing like oh, him a little bit? I don't know. No more, I love you. No, that's my mom. <laughs> no, I heard McGuire singing that song like all day over the holidays or oh, something. I don't remember that. I know your mom does that too. She Maybe does that's that where too. he got She's it. She's singing um, Miley Cyrus Flowers right now. Can you do your mom? I can buy myself flowers. <laughs> she loves that line. She just sings that line over and over. It's really cute. She doesn't really. Does she sound like that though? No, but that's my impression. I, it's not like can't do, I can't like impersonate can't, her can't voice. Her so I wasn't over there this weekend to hear the new Miley Cyrus oh, yeah, cover. So I haven't I haven't heard it. I look forward to hearing her do that. So yeah. Well, it's almost her birthday, so you can come over for her birthday dinner. Oh, is she a Pisces? Is it Pisces season? Around there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good with like knowing what month it is and knowing if it's like that season. I only know mine and his. You're Libra, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I know what you are. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you are. <laughs> I know you, what are. you are. <laughs> Ins- insert censored sound. Homo- <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. That was uh, rude. Are you a Gemini? No, we already, t- we already talked about this. No, You're don't say it out loud. Yes, I am, but we, we, Aries are cool. Okay, okay. When, I suck. When, when you, I'm the worst. When 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 you're editing this, just just beep it every time the Aries comes out. You're a Why? beep. Why? Aries I don't want are people cool. to know. I don't want people. One to of know. my best friends are you is an Aries. I'm not like a Aries. double Aries. No, like no. It's just because Aries have a bad reputation. And, yeah, I but mean, who gives a shit? I know, I know. I'm, you're a beautiful yeah. human being. But just please do me a favor because that would be funnier if it's beeped every time Aries comes out. Okay. New TikTok, but it's funny, you know. You say that because I just discovered that a, a coworker of mine thought I was a Gemini. What's so, your moon? No, What's your rising? No, none of them are Gemini. Maybe you just have Gemini. My my Venus is Gemini, which I sent you a TikTok about that. 
don't remember it's that one. No, I said it this morning. So if okay. you haven't, if you've been there this morning, you haven't seen it. I saw a couple of the ones from this morning, but I don't remember one about astrology. It was so with I'll it was uh, with Eric Andre. Oh yeah, I didn't see I guess that. So you haven't seen it. Yet. <laughs> What's your Venus? He doesn't know. Hang on, I think mine's a Leo, I believe. <sighs> Kaylee and I have, have the check. same Venus. Um. Are you on the CoStar app? I used I to. I, I used to, but then it just it, it gave me. I took into a because of CoStar, I went through a huge depression. So I was like, not Why? because, because of, not because of, of CoStar, but like I was going through some depressing because things. Because you're an Aries, and then I CoStar kind of enables more of your depression. It's like, yeah, you're depressed because you're a piece of ass hit, and like I'm like, like okay, you, I'm done. Um, I'm done. I can't see this anymore. <laughs> see, I don't like look at it for my daily horoscope. Yeah, no, I just look I at just it when check I check out my friends' charts. And oh stuff. no, I, yeah. I can't do that. No, that's more maybe, fun. maybe sometimes psychology helps. Just seeing how they are throughout the day and just see how they're doing and ask them, hey buddy, are you okay? You know, that helps, you know, just to hear that someone cares about you. <laughs> someone cares. Someone cares. <laughs> someone really cares about you. But, okay, going back to art. Okay. Instead of, instead of uh, well, this does, co- this does connect with the question I was going to ask you. Like, I've seen that you are into astrology. Does astrology inspire your, some of your jewelry? Because I also noticed that you're doing a lot of um, stones and gems. And you know each gem has a different meaning for depending on which astrology sign you are. So with the Libra, what what Libra vibes do you give with your art? Um, I don't know if I. I mean, well, Libras are known for having like good taste, so I think I have good That's taste. True. Um, Look at you! Look at you showing your ego. Like, yes, yes. Boost that ego. Yeah, I have good taste. To me, at least. I don't know if anyone else cares, but I like my shit. So good, good. Keep it. Keep it. Thank you. Um, Besides that, I mean, I'm indecisive, so I like kind of fuck around with ideas, but not too much. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not like that big into astrology. Like I kind of like it, but I'm not like researching. As an indecisive person, how do you make a concrete answer on your art? I don't. So, because remember, we watched that pod, uh, that TikTok episode of a twenty percent underworked art is better than ten percent overworked art. When do you say enough's enough? That's painting. Yeah, but we can bring that up with jewelry too. I don't think it applies to jewelry. Ooh, this is. I where feel it gets, like it. It does. Get, this is like where you it don't want to make it like too crazy because there's stuff I see online and I'm just like that's just like gaudy. I don't. Yeah, I don't mean gaudiness, but just like perfected to the point where it's not underworked. You know, you don't like underworked works in a painting because it's this sort of raw primal expression. Jewelry can be like that too. I think you have to pick your points to have that sort of rawness in jewelry. Maybe the initial idea is like a, yeah. a wild sketch you made and then you turn it into like the concept for a piece, but you still got to finish it and make it yeah. like so it's not going to fall apart later and like it's secure and, and polished up nicely. And Yeah. Um, but at the same time, there's copper pieces you make that I think are really beautiful that are more organic and kind of uh, have have some of that handmade quality so mm-hmm. yeah never mind I guess the same <laughs> thing applies it can be 20% yeah, I mean, underworked and be good yeah I mean I don't think I really overwork anything 
um, mostly because I'm lazy. Um, but also, I feel like I just know when to stop. Like, it's, it's not like I'm, like, thinking, like, oh, my God, I should add more. I should do more because I don't really feel like I need to. I think I just intuitively, like, know when it's done. So I may be projecting a little bit myself because for me, and feel free to disagree with me or agree with me with this, but for me, I have this problem of, like, saying, oh, I can't do A, B, and C or X, Y, and Z because I'm too lazy. But in reality is I'm too tired. But I don't want to admit that I'm tired. So I that's call myself thing. lazy. And that's that's me gaslighting myself, and I get that. Well, But I mean, do you guys do have that's that problem? the first correct def- usage of gaslighting that I've heard in a while. People just throw that word around yeah. so I mean, they, so I gaslight loosely. myself so much all the time. So don't feel weird about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, but my question is, like, how do you fight laziness well you just gotta do it you can't like think about it you just gotta do it or if you're just really or inspired just, to do it. yeah or just don't do it yeah because you gotta <laughs> take time to like not think about that stuff because then you that's when you come up with like inspiration and ideas like you gotta consume media you gotta watch tv you gotta watch movies you gotta play that video game you want for like six hours because you paint stuff that's like looks like it's out of Elden Ring, so. And a lot of the stuff I make is, like, inspired by, like, TV shows and movies I've watched, like. Like, think of it this way. Does the world really need your art that badly? Or does it, or is it more important for you to take care of yourself and be a whole person and healthy? Like, you can always, there's always time to make art later. (laughs) Like, don't kill yourself or like, well, most people don't. Most people don't feel that kind of don't beat themselves up over not making art. It's just normal. But if you're someone who's making yourself feel guilty, like I have to be making art right now. Why? Why am I so lazy? That's. I don't think it's a healthy mindset. No. Just, just be kind do to it yourself. When you want to do it. Right. You're still making more art than you would have if you never felt the impulse to make art. Just be patient. Let let the right time happen that's my personal lazy way of thinking because i i do consider myself a pretty lazy person well i disagree i disagree he's not lazy. he he can be lazy but like he's if you see how much time i spend doing absolutely nothing but like you're less lazy uh, than me i feel i've been putting a lot of the my non-lazy moments on the internet lately so people think what you want to (laughs) see people think i'm more productive but uh, I don't know. I feel like it's important nowadays to to not just make stuff, but find ways to like show it to people. And I've been trying to be better at that. You're amazing at it. Uh, I wouldn't say that. Take a lesson from Brooke and start, you know, stroking your ego sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's good. Ego, I mean, sometimes boy. if you do it too oh, yeah. much, it's not good. Maybe that's another thing I should learn from you. Your, How to have your a big confidence. Ego. Yeah. There's a difference Beyonce. between being cocky and being confident. That's all I gotta say. Being confident. You don't think I'm cocky? No. Okay, good. Because I don't. I don't really. I feel think like you're it, confident. I don't want to come. Especially off as in cocky. this. Especially in this conversation we're having. I wouldn't even say it's an interview. It's just a conversation. Yeah, because this is, it would be very formal if this were a real interview. Because. Be weird. So before I forget, what was the potato question? 
Oh, you said something because I was talking about having a Charlie horse and you were like saying that I should eat more potatoes. And I was like, I eat plenty of potatoes. And you're telling me all about all that potassium. And then it, I don't know why, it just reminded me of that question I asked my dad about our dog, what kind of bread she would be. Okay. I thought it was going to be a potato question. No, but, oh, oh I, could, I could come up with one. What's, what's your favorite kind of potato? All kinds. Mashed Sweet potatoes. Potato. Um. I like golden, I, I Yukon, like I like russet. I like golden Yukon and russet. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know why I like. I don't like uh, sweet potatoes that much. You don't, Would you, you consider yuca a potato? It's it's not a potato, but it's made. It's kind of like it's like a Cuban slash Caribbean plant. Is it kind of like a it's sweet? Kind of kind of like that. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. How do you eat it? Like like a potato. Oh. Uh, like you know, the only difference is there's a spine in the middle where you have to take it out because if you don't, it's gonna, it's kind of like the the spine of a fish. You have to take out the spine or else it's gonna sting you. It's What's gonna, it called? Yuca. Y u c c a. Really delicious. Hmm. I've never I've seen heard one of that, the, but I've never had. I don't know if I've had. I've one. never. I don't even know if I've seen one. Do you have a favorite potato, Dylan? Uh, I used to really like the Japanese slash Asian sweet potato that's very like white flesh brown exterior. What about the purple Asian sweet potato? Uh, I don't know anything about that. Mm. I may be <laughs> just imagining that. I mean, they do. There are purplish sweet pot- or just purple potatoes in general. I'm not sure if there's a purple sweet potato. I could be making that shit up. But... Um, they're a little drier. I've I've noticed as I've gotten more accustomed to the different types of potatoes and the just a plain old like a, a a garnet red sweet potato is is a superior potato. It just doesn't is a different type of sweetness, but it's more more moist and juicy, and I prefer just a normal sweet potato. Right. What about you? Well. I would second that, um, but I also like fingerling potatoes. I don't know why. Their shape is satisfying to me, and I like that they're like usually in like a bag with a bunch of different colors in them. Nice, nice. Is yucca your answer to no, that? No, mine, not really a potato. My, mine's uh, golden, russet, and what's the other one you said the, with the Y? Yukon. Yukon, Yukon. Okay, so you asked us what our favorite potato is, then you named th- your three favorite yeah, potatoes. Yeah, and then I say I also like yuca, even though yuca is not a potato. So you're going to name your 15 favorite guitarists, and I'm going to name my Of five. course, there's definitely going to be like runners-up. <laughs> Incredible. Just quit teasing the audience about the next conversation. Uh, which will happen next week. Which, which episode is going to get posted first? Oh, we'll I, see. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I haven't decided. So, um, I mean, I want to finish this conversation because it might be going a little bit too far, but I do want to ask you some more questions. Um, wh- what artist inspires you the most, or do you find who who's your favorite artist when it comes to doing jewelry? Hmm, that's a good question. I I don't know. I try to not like consume too much. Like media in that way, even though I do follow like a lot of jewelry accounts, I like try not to like think too deeply about it. But there is this one artist that I just like. I feel like what she makes is like what I wish I was making right now. But like you know, I can't just like rip that off. I have to like do my own thing. But it's like, oh man, I see it and I'm like, damn, I wish I made that. Um, 
I don't know what her name is, but I know what her Instagram is. It's like Ex- Ecclesia or something like that. Um, cool artist. I don't know. I think she's is from she like the, the one the you East showed Coast. me with yeah. the the silver ring that has lots of very just delicate like yeah. Swoops it's just and like swirls. so detailed and like it's so. I'm really like inspired by like medieval, like fantasy type of style. E- everything. Um, so like she has a lot of that like inspiration I can tell in like the stuff that she makes. So I'm just like, damn, I wish I had made that. But like, she definitely has way more time and experience on her Mm -hmm. hands. So like, you know, maybe one day I'll make something that's like that ornate and that intricate, but you know, I'm still learning. So yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. I'm still new to the game. She's probably been doing it for a long time, but you know, besides that, I, I don't know. Like. Visual art. I don't know. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. I can't remember any artists. You have any questions, <laughs> ask her. I'll let you think about it while I ask her this last question for me. Um, what is the future of Brooke? The future slash of me? disenchanted charms. Uh, well, I would like to. Well, I just quit my coffee barista job and it was the best decision I've ever made because now I just have so much more time like to focus on what I actually want to do which is like making music and making art and trying to just like not contribute to capitalistic society in the United States which is disgusting although I am an entrepreneur so I'm kind of doing that anyways but at least i don't have to work for someone else it's it's something really courageous and really hard at the same time so i can yeah it's really uncomfortable and that's why it took me so long to like take the leap but i'm glad i did it so your answer is you quit your job (laughs) what was the question oh what's the future what's the future for brooke oh yeah, well, I kind of got. No, I kinda you did. Got, you kind of. Well, I quit my job, and now I'm just trying to, to focus on like shit. my art and my music, and like try to like just do whatever I fucking want. In order want. to and know the future, you got to know your past. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I just don't want to have to work for someone again. It's hard, man. It's hard out there. I like. It's hard I, in the I've, streets, homie. For a pimp. Yeah, yes. I've always felt like I just want to be an absolutely free bird. So, like, I don't want anything or, like, anybody holding me back. Like, I just want to do whatever I want whenever I want and chase whatever passions or interests I have, so. You want to be a free bird. I want to be a free bird. I want to fly. Fly like a free bird. This reminds me of the, uh, one of the TikToks you sent me this morning, Miles Davis. (laughs) Wise words about being a pimp. And also just not... Uh, you know, it's funny because I was thinking about this. You said pimp. I was thinking about this. <laughs> uh, I just, it just makes me realize that like artists, to live in capitalism, you always have to, to skirt by on the edges of society. And you, you don't have to play by the rules. No, however it is that you can survive and, and make a living, be a pimp, be yeah. a whore. <laughs> be a whore! <laughs> be, be a, a whore! <laughs> Vagabond. I would like to make a note that I I love this generation we're living on because people don't want to use whore anymore or slut is not even an offensive term. No, it's not. 
we don't use the word whore. We use the word sex worker. We're being more respectful and not and I'm being I'm being sincere. Thanks I'm trying for to make a joke making me it. seem incredibly <laughs> bigoted. No, 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 but I, yeah. I just enjoy I, I enjoy this. It's like what a good time to be alive. Yeah, I didn't mean whore is a disparaging thing at all. No, no, no. I was just trying to, you know. It seemed like the good companion to the word pimp, but I, I should have... I mean, we were also speaking pimp? about Miles Davis back in the 60s, though. Yeah, and how he, Sex he was just... Um, Misunderstood. <laughs> he seems like a weird guy. He And he gave me kind of Lil Wayne vibes in that did you, clip, actually. Did you see the TikTok vibe where like he went to like a, another talk show and this little kid wanted to play Trump for, trumpet for him? No. This, I didn't, they didn't show the little kid playing trumpet, right? And uh, I guess he wasn't that good or not that great. Um, and then the talk show host, like, you want to give little, uh, went to Miles Davis, like, you want to give advice to this little kid? And Miles Davis says, oh, you, you, you know what you can do. You can practice. You can do better. <laughs> <laughs> this 12-year-old just got his heart broken. <laughs> I can tell. But I mean, I, maybe he maybe motivated him. He's like, you know, you know how you sound. You, need, you don't need to hear me. You need to practice. <laughs> I should pull that card out on my painting students. Yeah. You, you don't need to hear my critique. You you know you need to, to yeah. paint better. <laughs> you need to practice painting. Do it. Well, I think that was a good question to to wrap up on. We should save some some gas in the tank for our for next week's oddcast about guitarists. <laughs> don't want to burn our noggins out <laughs> too too early <laughs> is there anything okay before before we leave is there anything you want to talk about or anything you want to say the last page is on you it's 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 your neighbors i saw them coming up, up upstairs okay i thought someone was knocking on the door no, nine, nine. um follow disenchanted charms on instagram um etsy and tiktok oh wait no my name is not that on tiktok anymore don't follow me on TikTok. Ignore me on TikTok. Do okay. not follow me. We'll, we'll edit that out. That's my personal diary. Do not yeah. look at it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll put all those links in the description of the video. And yeah, support Brooke and her creative endeavors. Please help me. Okay. <laughs> and thank you for watching the Artcast. This Bye. is your temporary host. <laughs> Okay, thank you for watching the art cast. Have a good one. This is redacted. Cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> <laughs>